Our next guest has spent a lot of time in Canada. She was up with the truckers. I think she's one of the great investigative journalists out there. And joining us now is Fox News contributor, great investigative journalist, Sarah Carter. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rita. Um, it was it was really an incredible experience being in Ottawa, Canada with the truckers and with the French farmers, French Canadian farmers and other farmers and just hardworking men and women that really see themselves as like the brothers and sisters of the American people in a fight for freedom and in a fight to be heard is what they're really saying in a very peaceful one at that, interestingly enough. What they really want is just for their voices to be heard. And as you can see, um, it's not just Canada that is going through this, but it's, it's infectious and it's spreading around the world. Yeah, freedom is infectious. And, you know, it, what's stunning, Sarah, is that Justin Trudeau, what is shocking, he wouldn't even talk with them at first. They wanted to meet with him. He wouldn't even give them five minutes. He's been so disparaging to these people who, just like you said, are out there because they want to talk about, you know, they're upset about the mandates. A number of them are vaccinated. They just don't like the idea of mandates. Um, and they're just talking about freedom. It's, there's just a, they're peaceful. They're out there talking. You know, you, even the people who are trying to support them are getting arrested. I've never seen such heavy-handed tactics against people who are just trying to express their views. And now here we have, you know, Justin Trudeau coming in and saying, I'm instituting the War Powers Act that's never been enacted, and it's being enacted under the qualification that they're domestic terrorists. This is astounding, Sarah Carter. It really is astounding because um, I was there. I was with the people. The protests were extraordinarily peaceful. I felt very safe being in Ottawa, walking through the streets, talking to the citizens of Ottawa. Um, There were so many supporters, Rita, that came down, people from all of the other provinces, uh, you know, from Alberta and from other areas of the country. And I would say, well, what are you doing here? Um, how are you showing their, your support and, and why? And, for example, I'll give you a name of a man named Frank, who just wrote me tonight, actually, before I got on your show. And he he stated that his daughter has been going through cancer treatments, that the reason why he was down there, and he and I spent a lot of time talking, but he had never told me the story until today. He said was that his daughter couldn't be with her husband during her cancer treatments, that everybody had been vaccinated in his family, that they limited um, any kind of contact between family members, and that it's so extreme, the mandates in Canada right now, that people really are alone, that it's two years of living in fear, two years of living alone. And for some people, it's been extraordinarily emotional, trying time. And I think we've seen that all over the world where people are like, look, we want to do what's best for our neighbors. We want to do what's best for our country, but we all have to do what's best for us. And we can't give away our freedoms. And that's what they saw happening in Canada. That's what they see happening under Trudeau where he's encroaching on their ability to be free, on the people's right to make their own choices for themselves. And Sarah, and Sarah I tell you, do me a favor, Sarah, if you could, could you stick with us? We're just going to go to a quick commercial break. Um, could we follow up with you? Perfect. The great journalist Sarah Carter after the break. And joining us now to talk about all of this still is the great investigative journalist Sarah Carter, who just came back from Canada. And, you know, Sarah, I want to ask your take because... 
you know, Prime Minister Trudeau instituting the War Powers Act, basically saying they're domestic terrorists. He's called them Nazis. He's called them white supremacists. Uh, I mean, it's shocking. What is your reaction to just the the verbiage and and the language that he is used against these people who just want to speak out peacefully about the mandates? It's unbelievable. Well, it certainly exposes his elitism and his vitriol towards the working class, right? And this is what the Canadians are saying. They're, you know, the, the regular working class is saying, look, we're not harming anyone. We're standing up. We're doing what a democracy asks of us as citizens. It's supposed to be Trudeau working for us, us not working for Trudeau. I mean, they're the people that bring the food to the table. They're the people that deliver the food to the grocery stores, to the shops, uh, to the businesses. I, I spoke to so many people, people who are hardworking Canadians, much like hardworking American citizens who lost everything. Who lost their businesses? Who their business their businesses were shut down? Who now are having their bank accounts seized? Who are being threatened to lose their livelihoods? There was a threat while I was up there that they were going to send in social services and remove the children that were there with their families. Um, so people were terrified, and they're saying, "Look at what's happening now." We've done nothing, and they want to come and take us. Are we a democracy? No, because they said this is a this is only the actions of somebody that acts like a tyrant, and you know, and this is a lesson learned, right? I mean, we looked at Canada, we look at Australia, we look at the United States, and we say, ah, oh, our nations can never change. We're always going to be safe. We're always going to be a republic. We're always going to be a democracy. Well, not so fast. We saw over the last two years what can happen. When there is when fear comes into play. And I think that what's so impressive about the Canadian people and, you know, so many people have said this, it's they started it. They they stood up. They said, look, we're going to do this peacefully. We're going to stand up. Chris Barber, who led the Canadian convoy, uh, you know, when I was there in Ottawa, we're going to stand here. We're not going to back down. We're going to ensure that the world hears us and knows that we are standing up for individual liberties and rights. And I think that they've done that. And we're seeing that now here in the United States, Rita. We're seeing it in France. We're seeing it in Vienna. And, you know, all people want is to be heard. All they want is to be heard. And Prime Minister Trudeau, who who called, who called these uh, hardworking men and women racist and who called them all these names, well, they were the ones saying, well, look at Trudeau's past. Trudeau was the one in blackface more more times than than he can even remember. And, um, you know, and he's putting that on them. And I went there. I saw people from all over the world of all walks of life speaking many different languages. Muslims. I met Muslims from Iraq who were standing alongside the truckers. I met people who were from all parts of the world. I met black Canadians, white Canadians, uh, you know, Spanish Canadians, even met um I'm half Cuban. I met a man from Cuba who emigrated to uh, to Canada 15 years ago, and he was standing and uh, and supporting the truckers. So certainly, um, it's concerning to see Trudeau, you know, basically call them terrorists, domestic terrorists. But boy, we saw that here in the United States too, didn't we? Yeah, that's what I thought about. I thought about that's the way they treated parents who were speaking out, remember, and speaking their mind too. That's right. 
Um, you know, I want to ask County. you, and, and uh, before I let you go, Sarah, where do you see this going? Where where do you see this? Because now that he's, you know, gone to the point where he's talked about even taking away their kids, he's talking about, you know, their bank accounts. It, it really is unbelievable to, to see he's treating them like they're like, you know, serial killers um, just for speaking <laughs> out about mandates. It's shocking. Where do you see this going now? Where Where does this standoff go? Well, I see it going in a very bad direction for Justin Trudeau. If the truckers that I spoke to and the convoy leaders that I spoke to stand their ground the way they said they want to, peacefully and without violence, Trudeau is going to end up looking like he already looks right now. The bad guy here in this situation, all Trudeau needed to do was speak to them. All he needed to do was reach out, listen to them, listen to what the people of Canada are saying. And this could have been resolved much differently. And especially according to the truckers that I've spoken with, um, if Trudeau continues to move in that direction, if he seizes their trucks, if he forces tow truck drivers to take the trucks off the streets and then seizes bank accounts and destroys lives, look, Trudeau's political future is probably ending right now. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I can't predict the future, neither can anyone. But it looks like it's ending right now. And if you talk to a Canadian, they'll say so. Um, Look, the truckers aren't going to back down according to what um, the people that I've spoken to. They are going to stand their ground. I guess the ball's in Trudeau's court right now. Um, And look, mandates are ending all across in the United States. The Democrats are seeing what's happening to them in their own states. I think that eventually around the world, uh, leaders will realize that they've encroached far too much on individual rights. And if they do the right thing, the right thing would be is to lift these mandates. um, And we will find a way to help one another and live with this, of course, terrible virus. But uh, I think we've come to the point now where people are expecting to hear the truth and people are expecting to be respected. And they're getting tired of being walked all over. And I think Canada has done a great job of leading the world in that direction. Yeah, I think there are people cheering those truckers on every corner of the globe right now. Um, Sarah Carter, great work. Keep us posted. Wonderful having you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Thank you, Sarah. It's been great being on. Thanks so much, Rita. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.